going to VAR. They're checking. <laughs> hey, Connie. Check complete. Let's head over to the bar. Hello, listeners, and welcome to the VAR Bar podcast. It's a big one, ladies and gentlemen. We are at episode 150. That is a proper milestone. Give it up, boys. That's what we like. <laughs> You're welcome, <laughs> listeners. You're welcome. <laughs> um, so, of course, my name's Jake. I'm the resident Chelsea fan, and this week it's my turn to host. Um, we'll hear from the lads today. Char, how are we doing? Very well, very well. That's what we like to hear. Drew, how are we doing? Been better, but we move, man. <laughs> there we go. There we go. That's what I like to hear from a Liverpool fan. Uh, Perez, how are we doing? Yeah, not bad, man. Uh, not quite in W this week, but, you know. Well, there's only one of us on the podcast this week, that is, and that is a long time, time <laughs> since I've said Very that, true. so I will be fucking owning that. And finally, Kenna, how are we doing? Ready for next season, man. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right, well, on that note, before we stalk, we stalk, before we talk about the football, we have to talk about something that's dominated the headlines this week. Gary Lineker, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, has been taken off Match of the Day for tweeting that the current UK government has been using language similar to 19th Fair Germany. Um, lads, should footballers just stay to football, I'm guessing, because he's expressing an opinion and all of a sudden we get 20 minutes of highlights on Match of the Day. And no commentary and no punditry and it's just a bit it's a bit shit, but he's he's expressing the opinion that Yeah, and we've all been what? Like I I've I'm really really estranged by this. Like he's just expressing opinion all of a sudden it's kicked off massively. It's, it's hypocrisy, man. It's fine. It's just it's it's just definitely a bigger thing than football, I think. I think it's um it's obviously a political a political thing. The reality is obviously what you said is just it challenges what the current um, government want to push in terms of like an agenda. Uh, when he sat there and continuously called out places like Qatar um, during the World Cup, before, after the World Cup, they had no issues or qualms with him using his platform to express his views there because obviously that fit that that that, that fits into their gender too so uh, it's just all cap man i'm i'm I, what i'm quite i know it's a, it's a mad scenario but what i've been quite happy to see is how many people have actually come and stood in so in like support of um of him i think it's it's testament to them um but yeah it's it's a political thing and as we know with politics in this country it's load of garbage anyway and so i'm sure it will, will, will pass by i think Gary Lineker, he knew how much power and influence he actually has. So yeah. this is this is why he was able to flex like this because everybody has down tools. Like there's not one presenter, there's not one host, there's not one pundit that has said like gone against Gary um Gary Neville, Gary Lineker and his, you know, his protests, I guess. Um and yeah, it just, I mean, just playing devil's advocate, I'm not trying to stir the pot, stir anything, but if it was like a, I don't know, like a Garth Crooks, yeah, or, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or yeah, like yeah, an Ian Wright, for example, I, yeah. I just, I can't see him having that kind of pull where everyone across the network is like, I'm not working today. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. 
Yeah, no, yeah. It's, it's a good point. Yeah, like I completely get it. I, I, I for one, I, I do love it. Like the fact that because fair enough, he's had an opinion. You can agree with it or disagree with it. That's absolutely fine. But taking him off the air for it, and it's like you said, like so matches they got really reduced. They cancelled football focus and final score. Radio yep. Five Live got taken off the yep. air. They had to put on a podcast. It's like. I could just imagine the producers and like the BBC just being absolutely fucking scrambling. Like, where do we go? What do we do here? Like, just having to feel dead air. And I'll be very surprised if this drags into next week. But yeah, fingers crossed it doesn't. Because I watched Match of the Day last night. I don't know about you boys, but just watching twenty minutes of highlights, it's like I could have just done this on my phone. Yeah. Gone to bed a bit earlier. Well, but, um, to oh. to defend to defend BBC though, they they had they had uh, five hundred thousand more viewers than normal. Yeah, which is <laughs> I did quite a lot. Uh, do you know what it is? I think Eve? I think I think people lot. just wanted to see what it was like. See what it was going to be. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, why. Yeah, well, five, yeah, why the viewers were not five hundred thousand more people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I hear it now. You're not. You're not lying, boy. That that would be a very interesting thing if they just went like that going, do you know what, lads? Yeah, all right, we'll save a bit of cash, get more viewership, mm-hmm. possibly. We'll have to see. But, um, boys, let's actually move on to the football, all right? That's what we're here for, aren't we? And we'll start with midweek. We'll start with Europe. It is Champions League, so we're in the round 16. We are now starting to get some teams knocked out. And on Tuesday night, a team that didn't get knocked out, they got absolutely fucking battered, was Club Bruges. They went to Benfica. <laughs> 5-1 they managed to leave Lisbon with and I think we all got to be a bit vain that night because how Scott Parker got that job I don't really know but we all knew that was not going to work out there yeah. are the look here are the consequences of your actions Club Bruges board get yeah, absolutely they, fucking funny, embarrassed they, they finished him as well that, yeah. Yeah, as in like, the, the, like prior, they, they were basically planning to sack him before that game, innit? And obviously news, like word got out in Belgium uh, two minutes before like the end of the game that he was going to get sacked. Can you imagine like releasing the news like right. nationally oh, before two the game. minutes before? Yeah, man, before the game finished. Um, so this is during the game I'm talking about, not even before the game started. This is during the game. They're already, you know, 5-1 behind. Um, and yeah, news was already going around that he was sacked. So obviously, he was doing like post-match interviews, not yeah. knowing anything, thinking. Obviously, he saw the writing was on the wall, but he didn't know that. Obviously, back in Belgium, <laughs> it was it was callous for him, boy. Two, 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 what, what was it? Two wins and twelve. Did you did you see what they put in their their um club statement? You know how they like most clubs when they they sack a manager they do the whole thank you for your services and you know contribution yeah. to the club everything they were just basically rattling off the reasons as to why he got sacked I'm just like <laughs> yeah, yeah he's had this many many wins in three months the former the former um f- uh, Bournemouth manager wasn't doing enough to stay it was just I was like raw I've never seen a club statement like that before um yeah so I mean, yeah like like you say Jake man is you, you have your kit you make your veggie line yeah exactly hopefully he'll <laughs> still be able to afford those cardigans with the four stripes on the um, <laughs> sleeve or anything like that which would cost like 500 quid a pop by the way like 
Oh yeah, he looks he looks um, good though. On a, he looks good though on the sidelines though. I'm, I can't admit. Or the gear, no idea type, I mean, Donovan. Yeah, man, he looks, he looks calm. More like an assistant than a head coach though. But yeah, he has to go. Man. Yeah, he'll be going to West Ham, no doubt. Him and Mark Noble running back. Um, right, Tuesday night, I get to put a smile on my face because the other fixture that night saw Chelsea welcome the most informed team in Europe at that point, Dortmund, needing to overturn the 1-0 deficit from the first leg. Obviously, Chelsea have been incredibly under fire, especially Graham Potter, for their results since the World Cup, essentially, and their complete lack of goals. And... Chelsea came together at precisely the right time they needed to. And it was a 2-0 win. I haven't seen that since late December. Mind-blowing, all of these things. But um, goals from Sterling and Kai Havertz. I'm back on that bandwagon very much, guys, by the way. Um, I was speaking to you about this because I was literally on a plane during this game. But when you spoke to me, you said that this was best Chelsea's best game underground part why are you saying that first of all jake you travel man let me just get that out of the way (laughs) (laughs) um but no i think watching that game that was definitely the most convincing and controlled performance that I've seen under Graham Potter. Um, I've sort of been keeping, well, trying to keep a close eye um, as to, you know, what Graham Potter does in terms of his style of play and imposing that on the team. And I think this was what he, I think if he had a picture in his mind as to how the game would have gone or he wanted the game to have gone, that would have been it. I think he got uh his attacking players going he had control in the midfield and defensively you guys uh, defended your box really well i think as you mentioned there kai havertz was you know pretty much your outstanding player although he missed that penalty um but he he was very much the guy that everything kind of went through um you know in an attacking sense and um in midfield as i say you had that control and i think kovacic was uh, a big part of that you know what when i when i watched kai havertz i, th- I think he he can I, he could he could end up with a career in terms of the way he plays and i didn't actually know this is this was his you know capabilities before he came to the premier league but i think he could end up like a dimitar berbatov man um in terms of like his maybe not in terms of goals but his general play and his the That's lethargic nature the lethargic nature about him and the way he collects the ball he's got a great first touch um he likes he keeps his head on a swivel likes to receive the ball deep yeah i i think i was trying to place him as to where i think he could go um and i think his potential could be to a dimitar berbatov level man i don't know what you think jake i mean i'd I'd love him like that because berbatov is that player right that you sit there and i always have this opinion it's like if he had an ounce of work ethic he would yeah. have been the world's best player ever. Like yeah. he, he was just so technically good. And I, I think you say that because when I was like watching the highlights and then I was reading up on it, like so, there was a touch that Havertz like brought the ball down, and someone mm-hmm. described it as Bergkamp esque. And I just went, "Oh, hello! You can't be <laughs> describing touches as Bergkamp esque without it being fucking good." And it was, but like he was, he was absolutely brilliant from what I've heard. Like I think because he wasn't trying that false nine position he was a 10 and he was at that like say he was the heart of everything and it was almost to the detriment of Felix like who has come in and on the ball has been fantastic off the ball I have massive reservations for him but whereas Kai I I mean 
like I said, Drew, I am on that bandwagon again. Like we had it earlier in the year. I've defended him for years now saying he scored a Champions League winning goal. It doesn't matter what the rest of it does. And then over this season, I've sort of gone, hmm, it probably actually does matter that he does more than just score one goal in one <laughs> game and the rest of it doesn't actually turn up. And But this was the best version of Kai Havertz, I think, we saw. I, do you think this is a consistent thing that we will see from Kai Havertz, or am I going to? Am I? Shall I be getting my heart broken again? And do I need to get myself emotionally ready for that? <laughs> get yourself emotionally ready, boy, because obviously, I think like I saw like a stat as well that last season around this time of the year, he he was kind of doing the same, like or someone saying that Kai Havertz performs like from January onwards, whatever, whatever the weather. Um, I don't necessarily mind um, Prez's shout that Kai Havertz has Berbatov-esque traits or that he can become a Berbatov. Um, but I do agree with that he has Berbatov-esque traits. But I don't know, man. Kai Havertz, he needs to... He needs to I think what he needs to do for, for, what he needs to do for me to show that he's a world-class player is to score goals, man. Because everything else is nice, but you know mean something to your team man and do it on a more consistent basis and get them goals on board man because everything else everything else is air to me at this point man do you think goal contributions or goal specifically i think goal specifically man goal contributions of course i think he can get there and if he does that on a you know <clears throat> on a large scale then obviously yeah then we can we can use that but i, f- I personally want to see goals from him man and i know he has it in him um he he kind of has everything in his locker, but it's it's not it's just it's not clicking for him um, at the moment. Obviously, yes, he's in a, he's in he's in some kind of form, and let's see if he keeps it up, man. Um, so to answer your question, Jake, don't get too excited. Let's hope that he can you know kick you guys into the promised land of top four, um, and yeah, from there we can we can be like yeah, Kai Havertz is Kai Havertz is the guy, man. But how old is he, by the way? Twenty three, at most. Okay. Okay, we we'll give him we we'll yeah. give him two years of life, but yeah, man. I, Jake, see more, man. I, I read a piece I think this week about him where um, his style of football doesn't suit England specifically because of how Germany's kind of end to end and no team dominates the ball basically, and you know the way Potter plays it's about dominating play. So I don't know if he'll ever click to be honest. Yeah, no, I, I mean, don't get me wrong. These, like, we'll speak about the week, the game of this weekend, of course. But like, I'm firmly back on the bandwagon. I wish I could listen to Drew. But I am like, I'm, I'm gone. It's, it's happened again. And so, give me a couple of months. But I think for me, it's when you give Kai Havertz space, and that's something that Bundesliga like to say. Very end to end. There's a lot of transition opportunities. Kai Havertz is fantastic. When we have to break down a low block, which we will probably have to in the next couple of weeks. That's when I'll start seeing it because it's great when you can do a lot with some space, but if you're either being pressed to death or you need to go on locker defense, that's the next part of his development. If you can do either mm-hmm. of them, yep. brilliant. If you can't... Because let's, well, not, let's not forget, po- yeah, Jake. Now, hold on, hold on Kenna. Let's not forget, yeah, because this Donny came with a reputation, you know, and I know this yeah. league attacks and everything, but I think he... He was on that, you know, that Sancho, that, you, you know what I mean? On that, like, you're beyond Bundesliga. You're, with Haaland, them, man, you're beyond that Bundesliga tax. You can go anywhere and still, you know, be be that guy that we think you can be. 
And so far, he hasn't really shown that yet. So we need that consistency from him, man. That's all I'm asking. Yeah, I, I don't disagree. I do not disagree at all. But fuck it. I'm going to enjoy it for now, lads. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. <laughs> it's definitely going to turn around. It's definitely going to turn around. I'm blind to it. Um, <laughs> we'll, we'll move on. We'll move on. So Tuesday night's happened. We're going on to Wednesday. And two big ties. And we'll start with... Chelsea's North London rivals. We'll go with Spurs. So Spurs, exact same situation as Chelsea. They're welcome, but this time they're welcoming AC Milan to North London. They're trying to overcome their own one goal deficit. Um, Chelsea showed some fight. They showed they wanted to go win the game. Spurs didn't. I think that's probably <laughs> the most obvious comment I could have made. Um, Antonio Conte on the sideline looked like a defeated man. His team on the pitch looked like a defeated pitch. That first half was. I think even Strider would say that. It was abhorrent, right? And, Kenna, you have been, from the start, anti-Conte ball at Spurs. Always said it hasn't worked, it wouldn't work, um, that Spurs fans were getting their hopes up, etc., etc. But for you, what made Wednesday so poor? Because it was getting to a point he was getting booed off the pitch, and the team were getting booed off the pitch, which... I don't. I think it's a relatively new development. It, it's that style of manager, man. It's it's. I don't know. It's not ambitious. It's not trying to win the game. It's trying to stay in the game. And it's it's that. Do you remember the old school Mourinho of if we're not going to win, we're not going to lose. But they had to win, and they 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 look like they don't have that second gear to go up a notch, to go up a notch. So, it's it's Conte ball, man. So. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, the, the, you don't need to ask for anything more than that, do you? Because, Char, I want to go to you here. So, after that game, the rumour mill was absolutely flying about Conte because he's out of contract at the end of the year and Spurs have been on a bit of a downward spiral. Obviously, the football isn't attractive, to say the least. So when you're not playing attractive football and you're not winning, that is a very toxic mix. And given how Conte looks as well, like he looks exhausted. He looks defeated at the moment. And a hypothetical that's coming out is that why wouldn't Spurs sack him now and get in the man of their dreams, the ex that they've been pining for ever since he left, Pochettino, and just before we do, if Poch comes back, whether now it's or in the summer, surely Daniel Levy has to be sacked for gross incompetence. He would have yeah. spent £50 million on free managers and all their backroom staff just to go back to him three years later. I think oh. you, you, you've basically just described the whole problem with Tottenham. It's like a, like a revolving door. Um, it, it just continuously happens. The same process happens. If they do go back, it's obviously... If I was Poch... I wouldn't actually go back, to be honest. I think when he's done, when you do a job like he has, but you're going into, you're basically walking into like a, a burning, a burning house, basically. Like it's still the same owners with the same ambition, with the same plan. Um, they tried to go down the football, football second trophies first route. It hasn't worked. Poch, you got to remember, he didn't necessarily take him to the promised land too. I know they, he took him to, Within an inch of, but when you think about the final against Liverpool, they they 
they did they didn't really lay a punch so i don't it, it, i think this this whole it, i'd see why a tottenham fan like your average tottenham fan would be like oh my god like it's a return of potch but for me it's just like yeah it's, it's basically like blowing smoke Char, in an empty it, room it's like it. when you break up with your girl you yeah. try something new it was worse so you go back to your comfort zone that's what yeah. that's what yeah, 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 yeah. spurs yeah, and their fans you, you know all about that, don't you, Kenneth? <laughs> Talking oh, from that experience, man. Mud, 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 mud. I never go back. Like, hey. none, of us, none, of, none of us can relay in it. Ah, oh, I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, Spurs are a joke. Anyway, um, the <laughs> other fixture on Foot Wednesday night. Speaking about jokes, Bayern welcomed PSG. Bayern, an actual working and a cohesive oh. team, knocking out. PSG, who are a joke of an elite football team. And the only way you need to know about that is you look back at the game, you don't even have to watch it, just go on an app like FootMob or even like Sky Sports or something like that and just look at the team's benches. PSG were rocking Zaire Emery, who whilst will be a great footballer as a 17-year-old that is still... He is, but then Bayern brought on Sane, Gnabry and Mane? Is that right? Mad. Yeah, man. Mad. Mad, mad, mad. And so, and this goes out to the floor, lads, but how the fuck do you fix that PSG team? Because you've got, arguably, the three best footballers in the world in one foot in one forward line. You have got talent from back to front in that starting lineup. You have got money galore. And they've I been think, knocked yeah. out of the last 16, <sighs> five last seven if years. I'm- if I may start, if I may kick this off, I think, yeah, like, I was talking to my mate about this as well. We were talking about, like, what era of PSG was, like, like, what manager, what what era, what manager was PSG, PSG really good at what they were, like, kind of fit, even though they didn't do shit. But I feel like the, not even the two-show one, but, like, if we go all the way back to, like, the Ancelotti and Laurent Blanc um, PSG, when they had, like, a decent midfield, Thiago Silva at the back, um, Ibrahimovic Cavani. I think that they haven't really developed properly from that particular PSG lineup and it kind of shows now. Now it's just like a bunch of superstars in one team. Um, I mean, in the, in their front line. And then the midfield is just, uh, a mixture of like La Liga misfits to La Liga talent to I don't know what. And then their back line is just like, uh, uh, yeah, a whole heap of nonsense. You get me? So, yeah, I don't know, man. The manager that they currently have as well, you know, I, I kind of like him based on his previous um, stints. At, like, I think Nice he was at. Um, he's, he's not a bad manager at all by any stretch of the imagination. But him coming to PSG was always going to be a big ass. And I don't, at this point, man, like, I don't know. Wild Guan for this PSG team. Um, all I know is You have that to look at the players, man. You have Mbapp- to. Mbappe has to leave, man. Yeah, go on. You have to because if you look at it, I like the manager as well because I thought he'll be functional and get them set up. But if when you've got three superstars who are all alpha males and top dogs individually who don't hey. want to run back, bro, it's just never going to work. People, people just need to say, yeah, they just accept it for what it is, man. It's not going to work. They're not willing bro. to work. Yeah. So you're, you're always playing with what? Seven outfielders? But Kenna, but that's, that's tough. Kenna. Kenna, but that's fine though. But if if you get like the right sort of midfielders in that will do the running for you, 
then that's fine. Not that you not can f- let them not free them. Think about even your. Bro, yeah, think about that's okay, deep. Think about this is deep. Okay, think. Okay, great, Drew. Think about your best front three. Yeah, Firmino, Salah, and Mane. Yeah, even though they're like they're all stars in their own respect. Two of them will work they come back to defend, it? Like yeah. it was Salah really that always used to be at the top of the. Do you remember um, MSN? Probably Neymar then, yeah, and Suarez, Suarez like yeah, dogs. like dogs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, don't go, don't forget twisted. So I feel like it's not that it's impossible. It's just that like all of these other players that like we discuss in terms of like your your famous front threes, they all have like workman like mentalities where you can't be asking what thirty five year old Messi and Neymar who's what 29 like earning what 600 um, grand like to to work back and and, and track the the fullbacks and as we know with football at the moment every team even your like your your, your quote-unquote shit teams they're all very technically astute they all play with like with like one maybe false like right back or left back or so on so if they just get caught out man it's just, it's not it's never going to work i think they need to change their whole project um I was, yeah. re- I, was, I was listening to um csb um cbs sorry um after the game and i think um Henri was talking about potentially them going down the avenue of um like picking up like french locals like or, like rebuild people, yeah people in like the french team that like are all like wanting to play for paris kind of similar to mbappe obviously before he went to paris but, but the thing is the thing is with that, yeah, if you ask like, if you ask even like French people in general, even Parisians, to, to be honest, like no one likes PSG. PSG is not yeah, the heritage yeah, yeah. club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, that's the, and yeah. that's probably the issue with like, they, they are not able to get like the, all of the top talents within France. So they have to go elsewhere. You get me? Because yeah, none yeah, of them, yeah. they don't even rate, they don't even rate PSG. Like but the thing is even now with PSG, it's like, so lazy because they're the only club based in Paris. It's yeah, not like, you know, London, it's like 8 like million people seen. and top, top clubs around it. PSG are the only Parisian club. The thing is, it starts from like the project, isn't it? Like if they were selling the project to these guys, these youngsters that like are coming through the ranks and so on, then I'm sure they'd be able to like, but I feel like it's because you look at PSG and it's like, it's still a stardom club, but like you, you think Messi, Neymar, um, all are playing in my position like all these all these like Marquinhos will play regardless Sergio Ramos mm. is on like a massive so like, you're not looking at that thinking I can like there's like a progression route it's all about stars it's all about like what, the, the type of players they have in it what about the point that Henry made in that same segment where he was like um, there's a lot of like players from the PSG academy that are elsewhere and yeah, yeah, yeah. it would mm. probably be best to get them back to the club yeah yeah, yeah. it's basically what we're saying so I think to, um, yeah they got to try something different because obviously what they're doing is not working and obviously like not to talk about United too soon but there's obviously talk about if Qatar I know it's like a separate entity altogether but oh, it all comes we need I feel to like, discuss this I feel yeah, like it all comes from this. the same tree in it sort of thing and they're saying that if Qatar mm-hmm. obviously invest in United it could actually be that like, quite to the detriment of PSG mm-hmm. um, in terms of like spending and so on. So it'll be interesting to see how they go, but they need to change their strategy, man, because it's just not worked. They're going to run it them. back one more year, by the way, because if Messi signs a new contract, I don't think Mbappe yeah. goes and I don't think Neymar goes this summer. Bruv, Mbappe, you just got to run with it, bruv. Uh, I, yeah, I can't see. The thing is, about, it's because he knows he's so good that Madrid will always yeah. take him. That's, yep. the, that's the deep thing. That's what people got to mm-hmm. deep. Madrid will always take him, so and it's guaranteed Champions League football every season as well. Yeah, so he's on stand, so he's yeah. cool, man. He's cushy. He's he's playing the game. <laughs> yeah, no, another year on that bank account as well, and that power. Do you understand? Like, <laughs> I'd, I'd, I'd what, get he's twenty four. 
um, turning 25 yeah. next year. Oh, come on. Yeah. He's got time. For real? <laughs> yeah, wow. man. I'm old, man. <laughs> I remember when he pulled oh. up. <laughs> God, that was that was that was way too long ago. That's that's hit me like a train. Yeah. You saying that? Yeah, um, pretty- right, we'll move we'll move on to Thursday night. Um, so Arsenal, they went to Sporting Lisbon. Their ties in the balance. They drew two all, and that was despite Sporting not really looking that great. Whereas United absolutely destroyed Betis four one at the Fear of Dreams. Um. So, boys, I'm not like I don't think we need to dive too deeply into these games because United are pretty much through. Your progress is essentially assured. Arsenal welcoming Sporting to the Emirates, you'd feel like their fortress this year. They should be pretty fine. So, um, Char or Prez, either one of you guys, when do you think the Europa League is actually going to become a priority for either of your teams, if it is ever going to become a priority? Um, honestly, I think no. Nah, honestly, I think that the manager is trying his best to spin multiple plates in the sense that I think he genuinely believes that we have a shout to win all the competitions that we're currently in, and I think his team selection shows that as well. If you look at maybe um, our our team selection, which is the exact same team we played against Liverpool. Um, versus Arsenal's team selection where there were several changes and um, tinkering within the squad. I think it might give you a bit of an idea of where each manager's thinking is in terms of their running um, in the Premier League and, and priorities. So for Arsenal, I would say obviously Premier League is the priority and and, and wrapping that up for for them is, is where their head is at. Um, and for us, I think... We've, I think we've got a, we've got more depth in our squad than Arsenal do, so rotation is probably a little bit easier for us. But then, if you look at the, the simple fact that we decided not to change anything, I think we wanted to put this tight to bed in the first leg. Um, so yeah, I think the answer to your question is I think it's very much a priority right now for Ten Hag, and um, I think now that we've got a four-one lead in the tie. Um, there will be some changes in the second leg um, to give you know players oh, adequate you rest. Hug, boy. That guy does not rotate. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, known for not running his place to the ground. But yeah, let's see. I, let's see. I think let's see. I think that's the only the, the only reason why I would say um, he may rotate is because you know it's not sustainable to keep playing the same team over this many games um, over you know. The, the number of weeks it's, it's been ridiculous our schedule and as you say we've not really rotated during this time either um so I think this would be an opportunity to do that and I hope he does but yeah as you say um you know he's he's kind of shy shy of rotating um, so we've got the see. FA Cup quarterfinal coming up next weekend too on Sunday exactly yeah, I yeah. Think it who'd you like who'd you like to, to see in who'd you like to see <sighs> play Pelestri. Give yeah, Pelestri a, a bit of a run out. I like to. It's 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 a fine line in it because don't get it twisted. If Betis scored two early goals in that game, it's tie back on. Mm-hmm. So it's not. I feel like the four one. It's it's we should do the job. I have no doubts that we we will. But it's one of them ones. If you go too thinking about the weekend too much, you rest too many players. Um, 
it, it could work in like, against us. So I think he will, you'll still see quite a core element of the team. Um, something tells me I think Rashford will still play. Um, Casemiro will play now. Casemiro he might not have played before, play. but... Yeah, but I'd also think people like maybe Varane, Martinez might be... Rested. Um, might be rested, yeah, because I, I think when he does do make changes, he's usually to the centre-back um, partnership. So mm-hmm. um, let's see, man. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, look at you boys competing on free fronts. Ooh la la. Right, we'll move on. Also, just to say in Thursday night, West Ham, the most... We, I hope to God they get relegated but win the Conference League. I really want to see a team have to deal with the Championship schedule and go into the Europa League as well. That would be hilarious. They, they won quite comfortably, before. didn't they? It has. Like, I think Wigan did it. and um, Wigan, yeah. yeah. <laughs> FA Cup, right? Like, yeah, yeah, but you got to think of someone like West Ham who, if they get relegated, obviously they're going to have to sell off a lot of their bigger players, but they should still have some form of decent players you'd think it isn't like when Wigan went down they should have went down that year West Ham should not be where they are they then go down to the championship and then have to deal Europa League because they could feasibly still get through even if it's just the group stage but I digress that might not happen um we will move on to the weekend to the Premier League and we will start with (laughs) the dreaded early kickoff and it saw Liverpool travel down all the way to Bournemouth, who, I will point out, they beat 9-0 earlier this season. And they started the game fairly well. And then they went 1-0 down. And that seemed to be the game. Like it did, like Liverpool struggled to get back into it. Trent afterwards described their attitude as unacceptable. Salah missed the penalty, which I guess someone did some voodoo shit or something like that, because that just doesn't happen. Um, he got, he but that got was slipped the bag, man. He got <laughs> slipped the yeah. bag. Thousand percent. <laughs> and that put the unfortunate cherry, see what I did there, on top for Liverpool's Damn. awful day. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, thank you. And Kenna, thank you for speaking up, because I'm going to come to you. Um, can you even begin to explain... What happened yesterday? I've got no answers, man. I, I was messaging uh, Drew, and I was like, I, I don't know what the issue was. Because we started fairly well, um, dominated the ball. They had a couple of chances. We had a couple of chances. But ultimately, it came down to that Van Dyke mistake, man, of just so... Utara's good, by, by the way. Um, boy, it was just so poor, man. As soon as... They went ahead, minus the penalty. We didn't look likely to create or score any goals. I don't know. Can we talk about Van Dyke, please, Carl? Like, I'm not going to lie to you. In terms, like, obviously, I've been semi-critical of Van Dyke and your whole back forward throughout the season because I think it's been merited. But I don't think I've seen a worse game, like, overall. Um, than what Van Dyke did. Like, I feel like he, I've seen the moments when he, like, I forget, it's obviously the United game against Liverpool when he was using his aura to try to defend the, to defend the ball against, um, Shan- Sancho. Like, there's been different occasions when there's been, like, moments <laughs> rather than, like, performances. But yesterday, he was off it. Like, 
Come it was as I've bad had... as if, if, if you yeah. remember um, Fulham at the beginning of the season. Yeah, yeah, yeah I remember that one. Yeah, but, but it was. I was very surprised by that performance in it because it started very early on the game. I'm not sure if you guys remember, but I remember I think he picked up the ball like maybe third or fourth minute, and he tried to pick out Salah, and he just knocked it bare long, and like. Yeah. From then on, it was just, yeah, it's just, it, I, I want, I'm not even trying to call him. I want to hear what you guys think. Like, you, do you guys think it's time to cash in on him? Drew will say, yeah. <laughs> that, because that's, that was Solanke, you know. That wasn't even like, like, <laughs> bro, that was Solanke. Solanke was grabbing him, chopping <laughs> yeah, him. Yeah, that's what high. I think people need to deep. It wasn't like it was, <laughs> Dominic, what? Dominic, yeah, that trained with you, on, that man. got kicked out of Liverpool, <laughs> That's playing at Bournemouth now. He's like ragdolling you. Listen, if like, like we're linked with a bunch of centre backs in it, like good good centre backs, and I hope it, they are planning to to link that particular centre back with Konate because Van Dijk, he's like even Kenner, you can admit he's not the better centre back out of the two. He's yeah, not I've anymore. Always we said to, I've always said Konate. Konate's our guy, but he's our I'll guy, keep bro. Van Dijk. I'll keep Van Dijk. No, no, no. It's fine. We can keep him, but whoever's coming in is partnering yeah. Konate. That's 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 what I want to see. Always selling him. The issue comes is to get that person as as good as Konate, if not better. You're looking at 60, 70, 80 million so we, pounds. So we have to. Who are you linked with then? We have to. We're linked with Guardiola. We have to. We he's have na- to. He's we 97 have to, million pounds. Bro, What's listen, listen. <laughs> collect fifty for Van Dyke, ship him to Barcelona. That's bro. the thing. You're Enter. not you're not signing someone as that's gonna be good enough to like play next to um without having to sell Van Dyke. You're not hey, keeping listen. him and we'll, we'll oh use that God. we'll use that Liverpool fan tax in it. That guy, you will come, mm. boy, if we can raise the peas. Char, do you know do you know my hope? I don't know who the answer is, by the way, but we signed Canati for thirty five million. It's it's to find someone within that price bracket. As good as what, Konate but he had low was. key, not pedigree, but bro, everyone kind of knew like he was the better, like he, him and well, he was 35 million. Called? That's my point. Yeah, it's yeah, that price yeah. range. Yeah, was that on the Edwards, by the way? Of course, it was. Nah, but the <laughs> 35 was the, fir- the, fir- the 35 was a buyout clause, it was a clause. Yeah, I just don't back so, you, man. Peak, in the transfer man. market it's anymore. It's peak, honestly, <laughs> honestly. I, I, yeah, the. Uh, I was just going to say the only one I can think of that price range, and even then you're probably not going to get it because you have to deal with Napoli's owner. But is um is it Kim Min Jae? Oh yeah, we uh, been, yeah. he would he, he would not be for thirty five. Definitely. No, uh, I, I and by the way, actually, um, sorry, is he not Jake, of United? To what to what you were? Yeah, yeah, he is. Sorry, okay, Jake. go ahead. You know, to your point about what Trent said about the attitude, and I said to Drew yesterday, of have people seen our away record? By the way. I was going to point that out. It's fucking hard. It's bomb hard. You know they have, boy. You heard about your record about um, playing at 12.30? (laughs) No, I haven't won a game this season, bro. Playing at 12.30. Deep this. Away away games, we've lost as many as Everton. We've got less points than Southampton away from home. That's mad. Says it all. I mean... I was going to bring it up, but um, so this year, Liverpool, you've had some great results. You've been both Manchester teams, you've been Napoli. You haven't beat any of the promoted teams at their ground. You obviously started off the year with that Fulham draw. You went to Forest and that bad loss. And then this one here, like, Bro, I think it just sums up three the away games. 
That's mad because <laughs> Southampton have won like six games all year. So how are you? How is it that you've got less points away than them? Bro, That's the thing crazy, is, wait, man. what's actually gone wrong, you man? Because like standalone, and obviously you've had big wins too. But what do you man actually think it is? Is it just the right the rebound from like pushing yourselves last season? Do you need a rebuild? To me, that's a it's a cop out for them, man. Honestly, I think it's a cop out. Because if anything could define your season more, it's beating us seven 0 then losing the next next game against Bournemouth. That's that is the defining moment of your your season. No, it's now, not. Like, up, it is, bro. It is. Up, what? So you don't think that defines your season in terms of like how you've been performing so far? The thing is, yeah, like, yeah. I think like the seven 0 in terms of like why why it's. Why it might be seen as defining is because it's against you, man, innit? We're right. Oh, yeah, of course. So, of course. Yeah, so I think I think you have to separate that. But I don't think like mm. we have anything to be happy about, regardless. Mm-hmm. I said this even last week on the pod. Like, okay, beating United at, with in that margin is fine. But at the but you have to back it up. I agree. Yeah, bro. I agree you have to, we have to Huh? I agree with you, yeah. Yeah, that we, there's nothing there's nothing to be th- there's, there's nothing for us to be excited about. So, uh, in a way, to be honest, Char, you, you are right, in a way, in the sense of, like, obviously, we're hanging on for dear life on that 7-0. I get that. But I think, like, holistically, <laughs> that 7-0 is not, is, not, is not defining at all because yeah. we, we went on to lose 1-0 to Bournemouth. If they beat, if, Char, put it this way, yeah, if Liverpool beat us, say, like, 2-1 in a close game where there was, like, Tactical, they tactically prevailed. They would take more away from that than a seven nil, if you get me, yeah. because that's that seven nil is like a freak result in in any in any capacity, right? But no, but no, no, it no. should have been a catalyst. It should have been exactly because exactly. If, if you looked at looked at the way we attacked, it was the complete opposite of where there's no di- there was no. But what pace. do you think it is? Do you think it was <sighs> your players didn't turn up or we? Because I look at it, there was there was a moment in that game against Bournemouth where Gakbo dropped into like the ten like the ten position and like what he was doing so well against us when he would pick it up, turn and literally just drive at us and none of our players. They were could get on close to him, him, boy. They were, they were on. on like, he couldn't move. And I was thinking, wait, <laughs> but that's is it thing. that but our but players were whack no, 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 or no, no, he, no. they just turned up more? No, no, no. This is the thing. This is the thing. This is the thing. <laughs> Let me explain. Let me explain what happened. So obviously, United. Obviously, I think United probably in that game were a bit naive. They were you. You guys were naive based on both teams' form. You were naive coming into the game, and then obviously in the second half you got slapped. Bournemouth, on the other hand, we came into that game naive, and they yeah. did their homework. Bournemouth yeah. were comfy, bro. They yeah, were they, like yeah, defensively. Were, yeah, I can't yeah, lie yeah. to you. Even though yeah. we we had chances, set they were set pieces. Yeah. There were two set pieces, exactly. the Van Dijk ones, and the exactly. penalty. Bro. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. yeah. So, no, it's true. It's true when you put it like that. So like, it's, it's, it's so, so that's why I kind of like, I want to get past this season because I see this season as like a blip. I see it just like, let's forget about this and let's start again because there's, there's nothing to explain. Even the ops, hey, the season ends Liverpool midweek, fans, man. the manager, by the way, yeah, why are you not going into that game? Like with, are you, is it like right off or you think there's a chance? Hey. The Madrid Bro, you game. Just watched tenor, those yesterday. Uh, listen, uh, listen, I'm putting a tenner. <laughs> Bro, but that Madrid, oh, Madrid can be, oh. The thing is, the only problem is, it's just that it's just heritage, isn't it? Like, I can see them just about scraping through, but I can see yeah. them giving you a chance, man. I can see it. I if I, if I share it. what Drew's been saying to me, man. After that 7 0 gas, you know, say no more. I can't lie to you. Nah, nah, I can't lie to you. Nah, this was after the 1 0 loss, bro. I was like, I believe, bro. 
I'm never gonna you lie. Be, you believe that you'll get you'll take something at Real? <sighs> I think Real if will we, give them something early doors. No, no, no. If we if we start the same way, but then again, it's Liverpool this season. But if we start the same way we did at Anfield, they'll be rocking, yeah. bro. We could take inspiration oh, from Chelsea last season. Madrid are very booky this season. I don't know what it is about them, but they're booky. <laughs> we could take inspiration <laughs> from Chelsea. <laughs> We're even worse than that. Yeah, let's see. Hopefully you Let's know, see, man. Catch it, Let's catch see. Dub, Press, what are you laughing, man? What are you laughing? <laughs> yeah, man. Just, it's just the, the unshakable belief, man. Is it admirable? I love Bro. it. I love it, man. I respect it so much. Yo, Drew, Drew that was his nice way of saying you're deluded, man. <laughs> <laughs> man they, said, they said it. They said it at Barca, innit? They said we wouldn't, we wouldn't do it. <laughs> Say no more, go. bro. We'll see you on you Wednesday. <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah, Wednesday. I think Wednesday, yeah. Um, we'll move into the 3pm slate the ones that we can't well Drew can but all our English boys quote unquote can't watch we all fucking do um, <laughs> Everton they took the lead after half a minute and subsequently held on against the Brentford who I think at that point were like on an 8 game unbeaten run or something stupid like that and then you lose it to Deitchball love it and then Leeds, they took a really hard fought point against Brighton in a very entertaining two-all draw. Solly March definitely scored that goal, by the way, and I am saying that because he's in my fantasy side, but whatever, I'm not hurt. He didn't um, look like he did, but... Yeah. No, no, with my eyes, mate, I saw it. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, third 3pm game, Spurs. So, we've spoken about their midweek result and how... Desperately, they needed a bounce back because their season is fourth now. That's all they've got. And the perfect foil for them, the worst away side in the Premier League. No, not Liverpool. It is not an Forest, who I think have scored three goals away from home all season, conceded something like 27, 28. And they travelled all the way down to North London. 90 minutes later, Spurs won 3-1. Players like Richardson and Son... They almost look like what they're supposed to be on the names on the back of their shirt instead of the walking ghosts they've been all season. Richardson still does not have a goal. Let's continue to point that out in the Premier League. Um, Normal level. What did you not think of his comments, by the way, um, after the Champions League exit? He was right. It's a cop-out, man. (laughs) Why did you say that? That Brazilian favela passion man it was just but, off, to be but this is what I would say I said this to you man at the beginning of the season there was going to become a point yeah where Richarlison was going to start getting unhappy with the his involvement yeah, of course. yeah because you I think there was a few people that thought he might be accepting of this lesser role and believe that he 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 can be that come off the bench guy for them but he fam he came he was coming from an Everton team where he was the the talisman. They basically. signed him for sixty M's though. For sixty M's, yeah. bro. But Prez, pe- people thought this in a different way, right? Because everyone expected Kane, Son, and Kulusevski to be the starters. I was about to say, yeah. play well, and then Richardson will come in. But they've been shit. They've been rubbish. And he's still he's not getting anything. And then he's been shit as well. Yeah, mm. that's what I was about to say, to be honest. I feel like it's all well and good him spitting out his dummy, but when he actually had a chance, he's done nothing. Um, he's been injured, to be fair. I feel like he's still, to, like, he has been injured. Maybe that that's given, he he struggled to settle into a routine, but, like, when I see him play, man, he hasn't been it. Like, like he's always chasing his it, touch it, and that. It's just dead. If you can't get in front of this son... Yeah, on, then man. You're, you're, you shouldn't be playing, basically. I also want to say Tottenham, yeah, like... 
they're sh- they're bruv, they're like do you know what's so shameful about Tottenham yeah and the thing is I feel like I don't really ever deep it because I try to see it from like a different perspective with Tottenham but because they're not really my ops in it they've never stopped United doing anything in it but so Liverpool like, you never want to see it from a different but angle. you my brother you <laughs> man are not you don't up in it I can't lie you're up um, Tottenham aren't ops to me in it they have never stopped United mm. winning anything and, and doing anything in it so like, they're not an op however like they're so like shameful yeah not even like Calvin's <laughs> like one of the better like, yeah. Spurs fans I've met in it, but like my, like some of my friends who are like they they talk about like now it's they, they it's like my friend Max was like celebrating the fact that they won yesterday and I was thinking this is what you guys do season in for the last what what half decade or two like every single time you get to a point where you can't get into the business and and like look forward to trophies so you start doing the celebration celebration for top four trophy like it's actually brazy like how often they do it yet they do the same thing they'll go and sack their manager they'll pump more money into their team they'll sign players who everyone thinks are going to be like very good then that won't happen then they say oh this next year is my time to win the FA Cup or the, the Carabao Cup then it's, it's just the same process isn't it? and I'm actually yeah. tired of it I'm actually not even going to like I told them I'm just not even worth the time of talking. I'm sorry, Calvin, you're going to be fuming when you hear all this, isn't it? But, bro, you men are just, you're actually like gone past the point of helping. Can't lie. But they, yeah, these, man, they're these men are doing what? Man, what? You know? Yeah, they are. Yeah, but the thing is, they might get, the thing is, they might even finish ahead of us, but it doesn't take away from the fact that, like, you guys like, always get to this part of the season and the only thing you're chasing is top four just to it's do the same four. thing you've done, the same thing you credit, do every season. To the- to their credit, they usually get top four as well. Yeah, I was just that was the point I was gonna make. Like these yeah, men have been doing it more than Arsenal in the last yeah. however many years. I can't, I, and that's why I, when there's always like the Tottenham Arsenal um, argument, I kind of I kind of try to like step back in it because yeah, equally Arsenal will be like you haven't won trophies, but equally like finishing top four is a merited thing. However, for t- well, we used to like Arsenal Tottenham, for that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. For time, mm, people used to be mm, like, top, like Arsenal, like top mm, four trophy. We used to laugh at that. Mm. And I feel like this, the consistency has to still be there. Like just because it's Tottenham, yeah. don't mean it's okay. And, and they go into to Champions League to do nothing every season. Exactly. Bro, that's the that's, thing. Yeah. That's, the, that's thing. the thing. Even when they got exactly. to the final, no one really believed they were going to win it. Do you understand? Mm. It was just like kind of like a, like a lot of fluke, but like, but basically a fluke. And yeah, it was. A, I keep saying that, but but that that stress that you think like they. They were merited to reach that final. Which obviously, obviously, there's always merit objectively, behind it. Yeah, yeah. Ob- obviously, yeah. But they stumbled and 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 yeah. they ended up <laughs> literally. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, but facts, I'll, facts. I'll I'll I think that, like, yeah, I've I've I started deepening it, and I'm just like, it's actually not worth like the the corn that we run on Tottenham anymore. It's just, does it? yeah. <laughs> Hold on, like, be, before we it. move on, yeah. Before we move on, yeah. I, I wanted to get you man's talk, thoughts because obviously, like last week, I was talking about Tottenham, and I was saying that um, do they need is it better for them to sell Kane and then rebuild yeah. around the rest of... What, what do you I rem- remember? I, rem- I remember this question. To be honest, Fam, I hear it. I hear it. I do How? hear it, though. I do hear it. Look at the back, rest but, of them. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Do you the back these men to sign good enough players to like, replay? Like, <laughs> but I don't, I think, I don't think no, no, no. it's... I don't think but it starts is, and ends with Kane. Well, that's Kenna. the thing. We did it as with well who? with Suarez. Suarez. We did and it as well. Look how it went. And Suarez being injured. Huh? Look how it went. Bro, it's a five-year process. It doesn't happen overnight. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It doesn't start and end yeah. with Kane, but I think it has to start with Kane. No, but it, the, difference, the difference is, you man done that with Klopp. 
you these men are not Conte doesn't even want to be there next season, bro. Like, is this and they're gonna sign someone else, they're gonna do the Poch thing when Poch doesn't really that kick off if it's not a player that he doesn't want initially. Like, bro, it's the same process. It's I think if, the, if, if, like, if if they're gonna if they're gonna be happy in this mediocrity year where they just change the new manager to galvanize this new hope within the fans and in the club and just keep going around as you say char going around in this circle every season then fine but if they actually want to make changes they have to they have to risk being really really shit before oh, getting good oh, again yeah. so so that means that that would that means selling kane oh yeah, yeah. well that yeah Probably yeah, to, yeah. Their, their, their main goal is to get top four and get that cash in yep. and just go again yep. that's it that's, that's the, then that's the circle yeah. they're going to be in that perpetual bro. life. How man. long has it been? How long has it been, bro? Like, um, <laughs> yeah, it's anyway, man. That's top. Beyonce man. ain't going to no Europa League stadium. That I know for a fact. We'll move on from Spurs because we've given them more than enough time in my life. Um, we'll go to the other three PM game where my beloved Chelsea travelled to Leicester, looking for their third win in a row in all competitions and the dangerous precipice, lads. Of being in form. Something that I haven't been able to say for 2023. Um, a rare start for 007 to be, possibly. Mudrick of late was actually rewarded as Chelsea ran out 3-1 winners. And the pressure in on Brendan Rodgers intensified. He is now getting booed off that pitch, which is an unbelievable take. Like, that is crazy how far Leicester have gone down. But... um. Ken, I actually want to get your take on this because you've been re- you've been vocal again saying that Potter has been shit, and yeah, he has been. Can't deny that. Um, but there is now a mini resurgence in this free at the back Chelsea, where players like Havertz has now Havertz has scored two in two games, and we all know I'm really fucking going for that. Um, <laughs> but you've got like even players like Koulibaly and Kukurea, like start of the season, they were absolutely horrible. The last two games, they've looked, they've looked above average. I think it's fair to say. Like, do you think they're actually starting to turn the corner here, or it's just a matter of time before I get to really dig my heels in and say they're actually shit, not Havertz? I don't know, but having Chilwell and James back fit is obviously key for you guys and I've just looked at your um, fixtures you've got three home games in a row right so oh it looks good for you man well Ken, Ken has said that with the, the utmost sarcasm man he does that's not fine. rate you man <laughs> that's fine I don't care I don't need to listen to the <laughs> no, sarcasm no, no, no. press why didn't you tell me <laughs> no, no being real like Chelsea have all the tools to turn it around They've been shit, and I said it when you guys asked me about who's better, Liverpool or Chelsea. I thought we were better. But in the same breath, when you put in a run of three wins in a row, and then you've got Everton at home, Villa at home, then us at home, that's a that's a nice little run, man. Oh, oh. well, <laughs> I mean, Drew, in that case, I'll come to your side of Liverpool for this take. What do you think the best case scenario is for Chelsea in the league this season? Because... Let's face it, if Chelsea are going to do anything this season, it's in the Champions League. However realistic or what not that is, is a different conversation. But the league itself, like, do you see them getting any higher than, I'd say, seventh? I think the best case scenario, obviously, mathematically, you can still reach the top four. So that would be your your best case scenario for this season. Um, You've gone to the quarterfinals of the Champions League as well. So you could 
do a madness and win that as well. We've seen, you know, we've seen teams do that. So, I mean, Chelsea's season is not all doom and gloom yet. There's still there's still things to be done. But I think the main point from your point of view, especially domestically in the league, in the league wise, is that just make sure that you finish the season strong, man. And if that if that means that you're not in the top four positions, um, you're sixth, seventh, fifth, or eighth, whatever. Um, at least you know that you know you finish the season strong. Um, and I think as a Liverpool fan, that's what I'm looking at as well. That I just want to see us finish the season strong on some um, on any kind of run, and then that will set you up for next season, man. So I think. That's that's what you would like to see first and foremost, and then um, Champions League you're still in there. Mathematically, uh, top four is still possible, and every team you know in and around it is doing nonsense. So it's 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 not over yet, man. From your point of view, but, man. So, but Jake, I think we've discussed this because in an ideal world, you don't want Europe right outside of Champions League. Yeah, of there's like <laughs> yeah, it's it's. I think the way I described it last time we spoke about this is that. You, you, if you apply just straight logic to it, yeah, you might as well. Like fifth, sixth, seventh doesn't really matter. You've just got the Thursday, Sunday run that happens. You get abs- your squad get absolutely killed. You might as well just finish eighth and live without it for a year and let Potter properly train this squad with a preseason and then have that run of just preparing for league games. But I think like almost a competitor in me for some bit is like I do want to see my team in Europe. Like, even if we are playing AK Cyprus or whoever, or what was it? What was oh, I can't remember. Like, there was a really good one earlier. But Bozo Glimpse. AE Carlonaka. Yeah. All these football heritage names that we're bringing out. But yeah. You know what? You know what, Jake? Yeah. You know what, Jake? I hear you, man. I'm low key. On the lowest of key, I'm the same. No, no, no. On the lowest of key, to I'm have European man. competition over not low key, yeah. man. Because I, I, mm. I just like, yeah, I don't like this. Bro, nah, man. Do you know I'm why? I my team in when you man are in the chat chatting on a Thursday night, and I'm like, I'm not even finished work, and there's games on. I can't have that, man. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, see, I need something to do with my Thursday nights. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I was watching watching Chelsea play Red Star Belgrade. I've not got many yeah. other options. Honestly, that, that that'll be. I think I think I hear it from human's perspective in the sense that, especially for, um, in your case, Jake, with you know, Chelsea has a massive squad, so having Europe is really an opportunity for you to see guys that you probably won't see often in the Premier League get a run out and get them into some kind of match fitness, so that if they do need to be called upon. Um, for weekend games, they're, they're there and ready. So I do see well, it from Prez, that perspective. You don't see this as an opportunity. If you don't get Europe, you can get people clean out slate. who really won't yeah. let them yeah, challenge yeah, yeah. for the league. I do. I get. I get both sides. Like I say, to be honest. Yeah, but if sides, if they, yeah. if they if they do come into the if in Chelsea's case, if they do come into the season with still a heavy squad, then yeah, it would make sense to have to have Europe in there, man. It would. Let's see that summer clear out. I need to see that whether or not we get Europe because I don't need to see many of those players in a Chelsea shirt again. But we'll move <laughs> on because we don't need to speak about Chelsea or Um Late kickoff on Friday, on Saturday, sorry. Man City travelling to Palace. They struggled that whole game, but like City tend to do, they managed to still pull out the result. Haaland penalty, they win 1-0, they take their three points back home, and for at least one night, the gap to Arsenal was down to two points 
Of course that changes because they are doing brilliantly. But then on Sunday, you've got your 2pm slate and there were quite a few games on. But West Ham took on Aston Villa in the Claret Derby of the Premier League. It ended 1-0 and for more than a split second, I looked at that and went, Danny Ings has scored both because mm-hmm. that is the Danny Ings derby and how he didn't score both I'm still a bit mystified um but we'll start with <laughs> Arsenal it is their title push they went away to Fulham which on a on paper should have been hard it wasn't they absolutely decimated Fulham that first half they absolutely blew him away Trossard Fulham, the, yeah it was it was they they laid down and they took it but Trossard <laughs> the only Leo that Toast acknowledge as he says wow. every fucking Sunday um, Arsenal become the first team to actually have three players reach 10 Premier League goals Trossard gets three assists on top of that Jesus returned earlier than Easter as the Bible told us to boost <laughs> Arsenal even more um, thankfully we don't actually have any Arsenal fans to pander here but um, Drew, yeah so let's call on them man how can you that second half was dog shit why didn't they score three more they're so lucky, man. <laughs> nah, you know what, man? You know what, That's man? So I'm trying to find I'm trying to find every single angle to hate on this Arsenal team, yeah? Because my best friend is a I've got so many Arsenal friends. But there is none. There's 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 literally like where's the hate? Char, you're a chief hater, man. Where where can we hate, man? Because I want to hate on this. Hey man, hey man, I've Let's told find you something, man. No, no, not from me. Hey, if we, the only thing we can start talk, doing is talking about the Wenger days or something. Because yeah, like remember that. Remember that eight two. Eight two. Can we agree on something, please? Can we all hit the mountain? But they do not win the league. You've got to accept it for it, bro. You have you have to play them again, innit? So do your thing. Yeah, you man just gotta do what you gotta do in it. But I'm telling you now, you gotta accept it, man. <laughs> you gotta accept it. They're playing the best football, bro. I keep saying yep. this. It's yep. not even that they're scraping through. Yep. They're actually playing the best football. At this point in time, they should be still scraping through games. Even though, don't get me wrong, they've they scored a lot of last minute goals in it. Let's let's not let's not sugarcoat it. But they've actually been dominant in every single one of those games. Like the goal was pending in every single one of those games, and. If we if this if we watching City play like this, we'd be like, yeah, they get the the season's done, and obviously that's because of their pedigree. But Arsenal, you can't. There's there's nothing in their armor that you can say this is the reason why they're gonna sort of start start like mis like. Okay, okay. So so here here's a question for the floor. Then yeah, is this a Leicester season or will Arsenal keep doing this? I think let's move that's beyond this now it, because that's, that's I think yeah, the season's yeah, so wrapped, this man. This is where we can start hating. Great question. <laughs> <laughs> I've always I've I've said this yeah like this this it's it smells like a Leicester season it smells even like a Liverpool 13 14 season it smells like a one off and the, and the reason why I'm saying this yeah it's like I, I don't know man like I feel like yes they played the best the, 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 I don't even know bro I, him, I, even know why, I can't like this is hard isn't it because you know me I'd love to jump on the bandwagon in it but bro their average age is mad like there's nothing to suggest that this might be a one-season wonder because the way they play... Like, when you think about Leicester and their style of football is very much on the break, like, very much, like, staying in games mm. and, and, and hitting teams with, like, something that they yeah, could handle. They, they have better players than that Leicester team, 100%. Yeah, mm-hmm. but, bro, as well. yeah. Arsenal, from, like, from... The only thing you could say that's, like, they're chinking their armour is that they do concede goals, but today we didn't. You know what I mean? Like, so... Yeah. Yeah, I think it's the deepest part. Yeah. The di- the difference 
is they can go again in the summer. Whatever happens, if they win yeah. it or, or if they finish yeah. second, they've got the money to go again yeah. and the, yeah. they're not going to sell anyone. Yeah. But, the, but proper, are they in the, are they in the market? Are they in the market for as that's like 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 Osman or it, like yeah, yeah. bro? Yeah. If they if they collect, bro. they tried to sign uh, my man from Brighton, bro, for sixty m. Yep. That's not light on January. And Modric, yeah, bro. Like they're in it. They're just not. They, yeah, uh, you got to rate their their whole ses- their their setup now. Everyone for year, even we were all included. We're laughing at like Edu for like lack of experience. Arteta basically trying to do like. A training day before he joins City, maybe in the future. But like, bro, right now, when you look at the setups, go they're as good as it gets at the moment in terms of the league, especially um, their signings. Trossard, look at look at the look at the impact he's having now. Like someone that any any of our clubs could yeah, really. But I was, I was on no doubt. Yeah, no, 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 I was on no doubt that that was. Yeah, yeah no, Trossard's a pinnacle baller in it. But like, <sighs> think about it. Like, he, they just got him very basically very simple deal, thirty five m's, mm. I think it was, and bro, he's. He's he's affecting big games for them. So, and he's more. Yeah, he's more, he was one of the more senior players as well. So yeah, yeah, you know yeah, they need that balance. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. It's not looking good, bro. That's what I'm gonna say to you, man. Nah, city business end, man. Let's all pray. I can't <laughs> even pray about that because that's that's a that's a that's a that's a repeating, you know. Which one would you rather have? Yeah, to be honest, man, free peat. Yeah, let them have it. Let them have the free peat, Joe. That oil bread. Really? Nah, man, no let one them cares, have man. the free peat, Joe. No one cares, bro. Nah, but yeah. that, that is you, man. That, was, that, that was bought on like, racketeering and oil, man. So, let yeah, carry man, on. no one cares, man. Honestly, uh, yeah, but you ch- man bought City rest. can keep winning the league. Ah, okay. Yeah, okay, man. Here he comes. He really said that. He forgot himself. I oh, don't want Arsenal to win. Nah, no, no, no. Wait, wait. One minute, sorry. Can you beat Jacker lifting the Premier League? Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Odegaard is Ben Weiss, the kid who doesn't even like football, winning the Premier League. <laughs> <laughs> Fam, you're also making it even harder, yeah? Do you know that Amazon documentary everyone thought it was going to be lit because of the order exactly. on the corn, yeah. This is yep. just like oh. the perfect season yep. two. Oh, my days. Oh. Yep. They can look back and nah, say, so we, have, we, have, we have history. Can we edit this? Now shout out Arsenal, man. Nah, Tosin's gonna be feasting. By the way, (laughs) (laughs) that that, that will directly be injected on that flight back from the Alps. My God, that (laughs) he is gonna be higher than that plane. Um, We need to move on. Last game, Um, United welcomed Southampton to Manchester, hoping to continue the form they had from midweek, not from last weekend. However, Casemiro decided to go studs in on someone's shin. But, thankfully, Southampton left their shooting boots on the south coast, if they were even fucking there, because both teams... They are horrible. They are rubbish. Get them down, man. Theo Walcott can't outpace. Bam! That was funny. That funny pissed me off today. I wanted to see an L. That... Oh, man. (laughs) When do you never, bro? Nah, nah, but bro, come on, man. Nah, but... Come on. Theo Walcott had at least two. Come on, yeah. I was thinking, bro, this brother's pace is gone. gone. Oh my god, <laughs> horrible! Wow. Nah. Watching that, like, I, I almost had a tear in my eye. It's like that's the only thing you were ever good at is running in a straight line really he's, quick. He's, he's and USP. now, oh, like, nah, no, not, not even that. Fear Walker, Walker, was he had a finish as well. Yeah, he had yeah. a finish too. But that well, touched the umbar line and things. Yeah, man, he used to have his team. <laughs> he used to have his team. Um, 
you know, boys, I want to speak about Casemiro here because he's been a transformative signing for you boys. But this is now a four-game ban he is going to get for a, a <laughs> foul. Like, he left the ground before trying to take out that Southampton man's leg. Yeah. Um, are you left feeling disappointed at this point? Because yes. he's he is such a key figure. We all know how better a side United are when he is actually in the game. Like, I don't know what game Jogs asked him, but I know you are miss he is missing Newcastle away, which top four race that is a massive game. Yeah. And he he's taken off he's taken the month off essentially. Yeah, it's um uh, yeah. it's it's definitely something that we've got to look into. I think that especially last I think the last five or six games I'd say. Um look, Casemiro has been a transform like he has transformed the whole mentality in our team and I think it's definitely hopefully just a blip. However, there's been like signs from very early on in his time at United that he does I wouldn't even call him erratic in he, but he does a bit like he does kinda like brain dead stuff, even on the ball. Um a lot of the time I think early on when he first came he kinda got away with it. But I think over the last like five or six games I'm really starting to see like some of his like weaknesses um which again i think every player has them um, and i think the best players hide them better um but recently i feel like it's almost like the game has been too quick for him um in terms of like in midfield and a lot of the time he's trying like f- first time passes and it's going literally like they're bobbling straight to like the other team or he's been like basically pressed off the ball and and he he's struggling to get back into into shape um quick enough and i think it's uh, i think a big part of it what's missing at the moment is when eric's i think he was playing casimir was playing his best when ericsson was playing or when we had a player who was next to him who could keep the game ticking by um who wasn't the sort of the main source of like rotation in our play whereas i think since he ericsson has been injured um casimiro has not forsaken his number six position in the sense of like defensive like prowess, but like he has he's taken more responsibility. Yeah, he's taking more responsibility on the ball because obviously he, now he's playing with Fred, who 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 we don't want on the ball. So I think that's definitely showing that he's maybe not as he though he's technically gifted, but he's not a Rodri or a um, a peak. Fabinho to some extent where they were very good at just keeping the game ticking very like very intricate short passes I think what arcs a lot more for him from him but equally I'm not going to judge him because I think as a whole we're still one summer window into Ten Hag's plan and I think if we can get a, another midfielder that can sort of like play alongside Ericsson and share the game load and keep the game progressing I think his his shortcomings won't be as clear. That's that's just my opinion, anyway. Yeah, um, I, 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 to be honest, I agree with most of what Charles said. I think it's just a case of we need to stop, or he needs to stop doing stuff that are so high risk. I mean, yeah. when when he's facing, let's say when he's facing the opposition goal, right, and he can actually pick his head up and pick out a pass, he's fantastic at that, and he's shown that on numerous occasions. But I think when he's sort of on that half turn and as you yeah. say he tries to play that foot that first time pass he he's obviously confident enough and experienced enough to receive the ball directly off the defenders that's fine but when he's pressed in that situation and he tries to release the ball first time it puts us in masses of trouble because yeah. like 9 times out of 10 or 8 times out of 10 it's going to the to the opposition and then immediately we're under we're under pressure mm-hmm. 
So, um, yeah, there's, man, there is um, a big concern, of course, is discipline as well. The only player in the Premier League to, to receive two red cards this season. And, um, yeah, you just have to, to question his, his temperament and his mentality and where he's at when he, he makes certain decisions and decides to do certain things, knowing how important he is to the club as well. So, yeah, man, it is really disappointing. Um, unfortunately, um, he will miss the four games, but they're not the worst four games to miss, just like the previous uh, uh, three games he missed. But a loss is a loss and he's a big loss and I think we need to start planning for you know if this, if this is how we're going to accept Casemiro playing we do need to start planning for um, you know a supporting cast some people to come in to um, you know manage his deficiencies or people who can come in that guy from Aston Villa man Kamara Kamara I yeah he's the perfect mould in terms of player that, like, that can play in the eight position where so play alongside Casemiro but, but I, I know they're going to be asking for stupid money that's yeah. the yeah, but who like it? Quality is expensive, isn't it? So I'm will like I, I think he's just the type of player. Not even in terms of like his technical ability, but just the type of like mode of situation where he won't be coming into demand to play every single game. Yeah, um, and I think we could definitely mold him into like a, like you, you like a good number six with like a couple years under working under Casemiro. So. Um, yeah, well, we definitely like because obviously now we've got McTominay playing six for the next four games, and I don't know how that's going to oh, go. God. So, um, Man. Do, I, I would say, by the way, go on. before we move on just from the game, the referee was atrocious this season, like yesterday, um, today. What I, was I, wrong I with him? He, what he was, was wrong with him? So brazy. Um, was it Andy Taylor? Um, he was just, bro. There was one, I think, the penalty. Let's um, let's discuss that. Let's discuss them. Let's discuss he, the. Bro, so um, there was a penalty shout where I think Rashford crosses the ball in. And the clear the defender clearly stops it with his hand. He's on his knees and then he yeah. stops it with his hand. Didn't didn't give it. Cool. There's another one which I understand when I first saw it, I thought Rashford dived, but when you actually yeah. look back on the replay. On the other angle, yeah. Touched, yeah, he yeah. touched the oh, back no, of his, but, his, his No, but, but he touched but, the back of his thing. No, bro, you see those. But they didn't even he didn't he he should have looked at it. At the very least it should have been looked yeah, at, man. Yeah. It, these things are like it's not even necessarily the the it's the, it's the actual like on on field decision. It's usually just the inconsistency. The like the red card even yeah. in with Casemiro, bro. I saw that. Who was it? Um, was it the Chelsea game? Someone done like some mad challenge. Yeah, Fabinho, Fabinho, Fabinho. Yeah, sorry, the and the, yeah. they didn't Fabinho. give it. So like, it's just like it's so inconsistent, isn't it? Like it's so inconsistent. It's just, that's what I think most most frustrating than anything else is in, in today's game. To be honest, the referee just yeah. Like, I think the the the, the Bella ketchup. <laughs> I'm just gonna call it Bella ketchup. <laughs> I think that one definitely a handball. To be honest, Bruv. that, that yeah. was a brazy decision. But obviously his reasoning was because his bot his hand was like beside his body. Weird. But obviously the way he was crouching. Bro, he knew what he was stopped. doing basically. He put it that way. Yeah, oh, he stopped the ball basically. So that was similarities that. to but that Su- Suchek one, mm-hmm. um, the West, you know, yeah, the, yeah, the West Ham yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Nah, but Suchek really dived though. Like, that would, yeah, yeah, that was a great <laughs> save, man. <laughs> that that, one, that one is. I think that one's still one the, of the funniest ones of the season. The Rashford one, yeah. I I thought, nah, that would have been harsh on um on Southampton. When I first saw it, I thought he went down easily. But then when I looked at the replays, which is there and which the referee could have went to go and look at in terms of that's yeah, the reason yeah, why we have yeah. VAR, it shows that he'd been clipped. So that's the problem, isn't it? Like, that's the issue. But obviously, yeah, man, there's no point even complaining about it now. It's done. Hey, <laughs> drop your points, man. Drop your points. <laughs> that game was hell, by the way. Catch. It was hell, bro. Yeah, oh, my days. Oh, the early red card. Yeah, and just what followed from that, Southampton, I mean... We, we could have easily gone away with nothing this game and I would have been like 
boy, yeah. the game's the game type thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Southampton, yeah, I, I've got no words for them, man. <laughs> Kamaldin Suleiman are my dog, but no words for you. Theo Walcott, no words for you. Shea Adams, your shit. Um, Ward Prowse, hard on set pieces only. Um, I mean, what's nah, the what's the name of that um, the ex City guy? Um, Lavia. Lavia, he's good, man. Lavia. Yeah, he's decent, yeah. man. Yeah, he's good. Yeah, he was I like good. him. He was good. We'll, yeah. we'll move on because Newcastle beat Wolves 2-1 in the 4.30 kickoff, which meant, and I put this in the group earlier, relegation is bloody tight this year, boys. So, Palace are in 12th, Southampton are in 20th. That is a five-point gap for nine teams over the last 12 games they've got left, or 11 for Damn. some. That is, <laughs> going crazy, to, man. that is going to be scrapping on a such elite level. I, it is going to be some disgusting football over the next two months, and I'm so excited. Do you know what? Yeah. It. Do you know what, Jake? Yeah, I think like obviously, pers- personally, maybe from all of us, maybe apart from the United fans, but like this season has been like woeful for us, isn't it? But like, if I have to look at this season objectively, it's been a very entertaining season so far, and I agree. It, I'm not even going to lie, man. This has been one of the best seasons. <laughs> and Liverpool are doing shit but this has been one of the best seasons man for me personally that's what, it's, that's what makes it beautiful yeah agreed do you, do you man do you man just quickly do you man think um, Vieira will see the season out because it's <laughs> uh, yeah, not yeah. looking yeah. good bro. the ball after <laughs> seven games boy I think the only thing is from what I hear from like fans that like obviously I've got friends that are, that are Palace fans that like the players and everyone are still very much very very in like, like I think the way he's incorporated like the youngsters and so on that they're still he's still got a fan Yo, in that club I've just checked they, they haven't won in 2023 bro they haven't won in bro they fam they haven't had a shot on, on target in like three games man yeah yeah, so I think those stat, those underlying stats might be the reason why he does go but I think but it's also recruitment though they've def- They've, Bro, they've got that, like, who they fam, got? <laughs> past their front three or their front four, it's, they're atrocious. Why not playing sh- um, sh- um, Schlup, um, number eight? You know? like, Why is Ayu yeah, still like, playing? Ayu no, plays game after game. Yeah, man. <sighs> I, don't, like, I don't get it. Like, are we watching the same game? Like, I don't get it. <laughs> that guy shouldn't be a pro anymore. Big man saying. Oh, man. Even even his brother missed that penalty. Yeah, he yeah. Speak about yeah. Him. How is he, how how is he back in the Prem? How is he back in the Prem yet alone? I've just seen the lineup. Milio Bridge is playing in 2023. It started. Yeah. yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. It's bad. So I don't blame Paddy, man. That recruitment's yeah. been terrible. Yeah. <laughs> um, as always, we're going to move it to the bar. And I've been the host. I'm also going to be the barman. And I'm going to be the only one taking a shot because I'm the only one in the W this week. Um, and sack, sack that barman, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he does, a, he does a fucking awful job. He's not here often enough. Um... But I'm going to give it to Enzo Fernandez. I didn't speak about him, but fuck me, what a player. If you want to see some filth this weekend, lads, go watch his assist for Kai Havertz. That was fucking yeah, chef's kiss, boys. Oh. And listeners, as always, thank you very much for your time. We love doing the show, and we're going to be here for the rest of the season. So make sure you keep tuning in, and we will see you and you hear from us very, very soon. I'm Jake. Peace out, guys. Peace. 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 Hey, hi.